The following is rated S for spoilers. Okay, look, I might not have as much experience as you because I'm not like super old like you, but I think I have a few experiences that you don't have because I've seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies, lady. And let me tell you something. It's all about family. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are discussing Shazam! Fury of the Gods from director David F. Sandberg, written by Henry Gayden, Chris Morgan, starring Zachary Levi, Jack Dylan, Great Grazer, Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, and Rachel Ziegler, releasing March 17th of 2023 with an estimated budget of $125 million. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. Has an estimated opening weekend of $65.5 million worldwide, $30.5 million of that coming domestically. Um, so let's just say, yeah, it's it's looking looking pretty good, especially for a DC movie. Graham, how, yeah. how's your week been? Dude, it's been good. It's been good. I have been so excited for this release. You have? I've been counting down the days. Yeah, there were some days where I didn't know if it was even going to come out, but <laughs> it's here. There were lots of days. There were lots of days, several times, uh-huh. but it's here finally, and dude, it... I'm doing great. I'm excited about this. Yep, one. you're excited yeah. about this one. All right, well, let's just jump into it then. Yeah. What are what 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 were your thoughts on Shazam: Fury of the Gods? I mean, that little that little teaser, I yeah, think, kind of so, tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> Listen, I I don't know. I really don't know what it is. I've watched the first movie a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Second one, obviously, just saw it for my. I literally just saw it before we recorded this year. So this is great. I love these movies so much. Uh-huh. I don't know why specifically, uh, but it is literally some of just the most fun movies that DC one has come out with. Mm-hmm. I think it's a few of the best movies DC in this respected like universe has sure. come out with. Um, and they are just so much fun to watch this movie. I loved all the mm-hmm. way through. There was not a point where I was sitting there and been like, eh, this was rough or eh, this is too long or I don't know. I was so engrossed in this film. I literally felt like a literal child just sitting in the theater. Uh-huh. Like I just felt like a little kid and every time they would just suit up. Holy crap. This had some of the best suit ups. I feel like, which even though it's so simple and they don't do anything really, they just say the word and it happens. But mm-hmm. every time it was so good. I don't dude. I love this movie. This, right. this movie was like a full on, like I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10. I would legitimately like 8.59 out of 10 for me. If okay. I was to give this a rating. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. <laughs> I saw Shazam, mm-hmm. the first one, for the first time two days ago. Oh, so you went back to back. I did because I, I mean, I figured I should probably watch the first one. Wait, you didn't see the first one when it came out? No. Why not? I, I never, I never saw, I never saw the first one. I, I was going to go with you guys when yeah. you saw in the theater, but I had to work or whatever. And then there was that crazy story that happened. That mm-hmm. is, that's a story for another day, which also really quick, you know, the first one dropped in 2019. Do you realize yeah. how long that's been? Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, yeah, it hasn't been that long. It's only been a few years. And I was like, I mean, it's been like almost like, like four or five years. And he's like, no. And then we looked up. Yeah. It was, it was like April 5th of 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other, like, I don't know. It's interesting how you talk about how it looked like it wasn't going to come out for a long mm-hmm. time. All of the little things that have, like almost continuity errors that kind of come about from that. Uh, for example, the suit change. Yeah. Uh, David F. Sandberg talks about how, oh yeah, like Flash was supposed to come up before us. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, like the multiverse is changing. Like even though the story is like consistent, we're just going to use that as an excuse to change the suits, which yeah. 
I think overall the suits looked better. The suits looked good in this I one. I kind of missed the glowing lightning bolt, and I also kind of missed but the hood. But he still glowed. It, here, okay. I, I, I have to complain a little bit. <laughs> it bothered me so much. It only glowed when it was convenient, like when it would look like a cool shot yeah, in the dark. Yeah. And that was it. I liked how, like, in the first one, it glowed all the time. I also like the hood. Mm-hmm. I like the bulkiness of the first yeah. one, I think. Yeah, this one I don't know. I like the texture of this one, but the bulkiness of the first one. Because see, that's what uh, the first one I wasn't a fan of because it looked like, which Zachary Levi said it wasn't, but it looked just like a muscle suit. It looked like a, you go to a Kmart and you bought a Halloween costume, and obviously yeah. this little kid is shredded. No, like Zachary Levi is a big dude, and especially for like this movie, it didn't look like that. Like it mm-hmm. looked like he was just wearing a suit, um, and I'm pretty sure that was him. But the first one just seemed too bulky. It seemed too like comically large to like be but real. I think. I think that just helps sell the whole kid becomes Superman idea. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, no, it definitely I mean, helps. obviously, um, what is, what's his name? Asher or whatever, who plays, uh, who plays Billy. Uh, he looks absolutely nothing like Zachary yeah. Levi. Um, but I still like the idea of this tiny scrawny kid becomes this mm-hmm. comically ridiculous. Which I'm sorry. In the kid. first one. Yeah. Yeah. Scrawny little kid. Puberty hit these kids like a train. Yeah, these Gosh, kids are, dang, these kids are not kids. These kids are way I was like, too what the old heck, man? Uh, to be playing these characters now. That's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really gotten into my thoughts yet. I thought the movie was fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a waste of my time, but also like, okay. if I never saw it ever again, I wouldn't be upset. Um, <laughs> sorry. <Damn. laughs> uh, but as I was gonna, like, kind of making my notes for like the review and like things mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, I didn't do this on purpose, but I listed four things just off the top of my head, and all four of them started with either too many or too much. Um, And I feel like that's a good summary of what this movie was for me. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what your thoughts on all these are. Okay. Um, So this is a category that I like to call too many dot, dot, dot. Uh, First off, too many, there were way too many themes for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like the first one was very cut. This is about finding like who your true family is. Is your family mm-hmm. who you're born into or something that you can find? Right. Which, side note, watching that the first time. It's pretty heavy. It. I was just really confused because the mom said that she was 17 when she ditched him and he was at least like three. So that means that she would have had him when she was like 14. Um, so that was interesting but also like she straight up just like left him and then he comes back she's like yeah i'm like kind of on my feet now i have an abusive guy but you can just go do your thing that was a little messed up i was a little confused it did not fit totally (laughs) but not where you expected it to go no uh that was a random sidetrack but like that was a it was a very clear theme in that one right this one they were trying to do all sorts of like there's just so many it was still family centered kind of, mm-hmm. but like abandonment issues wasn't a theme, but it was just straight up set up beginning. There. <laughs> you have abandonment issues. And at the end he's like, all right, I don't have abandonment issues anymore for no reason. There was no like growth in between it. It was just, you have them. Okay. Now I don't have them. The whole like thing, like with the mom where she's like, he never calls me mom. And then randomly they don't speak again for the next two hours. And at the end he's like, I love you mom. And it's like people in my feet are like, 
Oh, and I was like, why? Dude, I was bawling. Why, Straight tears why is out he, the eyes. Why is he even saying that? There <laughs> there was nothing that, he didn't talk to her the entire movie other than this call her by her first name and then call her mom at the end of the movie. And that was it. And maybe there was stuff that was cut out. I don't know. But like, yeah, there were just too many. There should have been a little more growth between the two of them. Right. Yeah. There was all the stuff with um, Jack Dylan Grazer's character with him trying to be like, Felt like, like he, his movie. He, yeah, almost, if, honestly, yeah. I would have preferred a movie about him. Um, <laughs> there was the whole like I'm gay joke, which was like just out of left field. I didn't understand. Like, yeah, that really just came out of nowhere. I mean, I like mean, it, it was, was there. It was fine. It was a it funny just, joke, but also like I didn't feel like there were any obvious <laughs> like leadings to it. Like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, well, we knew that, but yeah, I don't. know, Maybe I was just ignorant didn't notice it but like no i mean homie watched baseball as a superhero and is bad at dodgeball that's all i got from him and then he was like oh, i'm gay and they're like yeah dude we know and i was just like dude oh, <laughs> like, oh okay that was cool. a random a random Made joke it easy on to, him i guess throw yeah. in there um the whole unicorn i don't like i don't know i'm not I'm just getting nitpicky i gotta i gotta stay focused <laughs> no see i like that i like that only only reason is because um for example this is a little sidetracked but i'm gonna bring this back okay okay I've recently watched all the Harry Potter movies. Okay. okay. Growing up, never read the books, never watched the movies. Uh-huh. Okay. Recently watched them. And one thing I hated. In a while, but <laughs> no, it's just, okay. I, I love the I gotta, movies. I They're good. They're great. Listen, all the time in the movie, no matter how deep you are, you could be in the fourth, fifth, sixth movie, whatever. Every time something magical or crazy happens, Harry's like, holy crap, how did that happen? But you're holding a magic wand. You're magic. Shut up. Get over it. Get it through your head. It's been six years. Whatever. I hated that. There's so many points in that. Okay. Mm. Well, then in this, they're like, unicorns don't exist. Unicorns can't happen. You can't. And then he like looks out the window and he's like, I mean, they could exist. And then they do. And I was just like, yeah, like obviously blatantly, like people are flying. You guys are low-key superheroes. There's magical demons like flying around killing people. Like, yes, it's going to exist. And then it does exist. I was kind of, I really liked that because I hated when he was like, oh, they're like dark, like creatures. They'll, they love humans, like all this stuff. And then I was like, okay, now we're not actually going to see it. But then we did see a unicorn. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, that was sick. I will say. I thought the monster, I don't understand the point of the monster and everything. I guess it was to give everyone other things to do, which kind of goes into my point of there are too many characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get to that point, I will say watching like re- like realistic cyclops and minotaurs and manticores and things and harpies especially got me really excited for the Percy Jackson show that's coming pretty soon. Dude, I know. I am so pumped for just like seeing like what that could look like because we've never I mean we've seen minotaurs and things but like mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever seen like manticores that looked like this or like Dude, harpies yeah, that harpies looked like that insane um, yeah and so I'm really excited to see and that this, in, in the a Percy sense, Jackson even show. with those characters it seemed not in like an insult way or not that I like an enjoy it but it seemed like low, low budget in, in a I sense. mean it was low budget I know it was um, but like that's the thing it, but with, even with, for this low budget like they seemed decent so that's why I'm like talking about Percy Jackson for a second. Like, I am so excited to see what Disney's going to do. It's mm-hmm. going to be, dude, that show's going to be good. But yes. this was great. Yeah. Um, but to too many characters. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I'm watching a Shazam movie. I don't care about any of these other kids who are also superheroes. And also like, literally just Shazams. Yeah. They, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. That's the only thing I couldn't understand was in the first one, like they got their powers and like one was fast and one was strong. And they're like, oh, we all have like one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But in the bridge thing, like they all, all of them were flying and they were all doing all the things. All relatively so quick. So do, do they all just like choose to only use one specific aspect of their powers? So yes and no. So like I, I think when when he breaks it down, you know, in the book, you know, Steve the pen is writing uh-huh. it all down on the paper and he sp- it spells out Shazam and he highlights each one. Right. right? So, like, obviously, there's one champion. There were mm-hmm. six wizards. 
the main wizard took all their powers and was giving it to one champion. So mm-hmm. they were it used to be six individuals. All that was going to one. But then they basically just copy and pasted that one into six. So I'm pretty sure they all six have the power of Shazam. Right. But so they, so it wasn't like it wasn't like the wizard took but, but one. But still, to even though the movie, like the Asian dude only used lightning powers. And then right. Darla, which I don't, I don't know the actress's name, but whoever played Shazam version of Darla, <laughs> such a good job at playing a child. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she was did hilarious. fantastic. The kittens, she picks up the boxes, she kittens and dreads away, or, like runs away, and they're like, uh, did she I just should leave probably us? return him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it was great. Yeah, like yeah, there were lots of really great like little moments like yeah. that, but I feel like there were too many characters that they just didn't know what to do with, mm-hmm. and so then we have like just random monsters and stuff who are right. inconsequential to anything. And so they get to do this massive product placement that Skittles did, which I wonder how much of this budget came from Skittles to do that. Like at least probably 30 to 40 million. I got it. Cause dude, when, when I, in the, in the beginning when she's like, you put Skittles in my pocket and then pulls out the pants and it's like rainbows on the pants. And she's like, yeah, she, blah, 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 a little prank. I was like, ah, oh, that's cute. Skittles brand throughout the name. It's mm-hmm. there. And then it just kept coming up. And I was like, wow, Skittles really like, they ran this movie. <laughs> they like, really came in clutch. Like it's pretty normal to see like lots of like Apple products or mm-hmm. something or like a Coke billboard in the background. Mm-hmm. But just Skittles, at, like product placement actually being a part of the plot in this way, I think was actually kind of cool because yeah. it it made sense. It, w- it was kind of a joke, but also like it was very obvious product placement. Yeah. So I I like it, but also I don't know how to feel about it entirely because mm-hmm. it is just one massive ad. Yeah. <laughs> it's only yeah. a matter of time until we get like a whole movie that is just... <laughs> just Skittles. <laughs> it's just it's just one big Skittles ad or something. Uh, that would be hilarious. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought I thought there were too many characters they didn't know what to do with and that just... Mm-hmm. I was just... I don't know. I didn't care about anything and that just added to the r- runtime of like two hours and ten minutes. Which isn't, it isn't bad, but mm-hmm. I didn't care. The other thing that I had too much of and you're going to say is a sacrilegious... Probably not. There was too much Zachary Levi in this movie. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Now, listen, I love Zachary Levi. I think that's actually a I big agree. reason of why I, why I these movies, one, do so well, why I like him so much. Like, he is, and like you actually, I'm going to steal this from you for a second, like you mentioned it just before we started. Like, he, it, this movie, these movies kind of have a feel of like a PG Deadpool mm-hmm. take. And that's kind of what he feels like. He feels like just like a Ryan Riddle's kind of like jokey character that's mm-hmm. not as dark, but like, Zachary Levi does so well as Shazam that it's great. But I do agree that there was like every time they would like do a battle, it wouldn't return to them as kids. It would return to the heroes in the little layer and well, the heroes when they reading the books. Just and like heroes. chilling. They were always yeah. heroes. Which, which I get for some of them. Like, I mean, homeboy can't walk that well. As a hero, he's having no problem. He can fly around. He's jacked. He's, you know, captain every power, well, okay, whatever. Well, so here's the thing. He's the one that I would understand mm-hmm. why, but I feel like of all, all six of them, mm-hmm. he was the only one that was hardly ever a superhero. Yeah. No, because yeah. it made things more interesting. Yeah. And I thought that was what was made. What, that's what made the first one so fun and so unique was seeing the dichotomy of like, you have Billy Batson, mm-hmm. but then you also have Shazam. This one, Shazam is like Billy Batson, just like, yeah, like that's a thing. Yeah. I'm a kid, but it just felt like it was Superman acting like a child the whole, mo- the whole time. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it is. That is, but I wanted more of the actual child aspect. Of yeah. Because I feel like when he was Billy Bats, and the few times that he actually was a kid, he was being very mature and had to be very mm-hmm. adult and, like, have, like, yeah. hey, like, we got to have this meeting, got to do this thing. Like, and then when it was Zachary Levi, then he was all goofy and everything. Yeah. I don't know. I wish, 
like I wish there was more of that. Or like in the first one of the things I liked was how he would use that ability to change to help him in battles. So like he right. needed to escape, he would just say, "So Jam turned to a kid," and, and he would run away. Or like right. he's being tied up, he would get small so the per- the whatever mm-hmm. monster can't hold him anymore. He can run away. Like I thought the girls were going to do that when they were tied up with the with the thing. I thought they were just right. slip right out. Y- they nope. were like there were lots of really cool opportunities to like yeah. to do that. I feel like, and I think that's one of the things I liked a lot about it. But we just didn't get any of yeah um i was had a co-worker had a really cool theory that like because you know the daughters of atlas are taking the powers away from the right. shazams or whatever he had a theory that they were gonna take his powers and then he was gonna have to take powers from other gods and things to create a new version of shazam so because like shazam Bro. like each letter is a different right god uh minus mm-hmm. solomon because you know solomon just is kind of in there yeah there's um, no- yeah but like but like yeah, like his theory was like he was going to take different aspects and they would become like a new. He had a whole like new a skill set, Shazam, yeah. and that would be really cool. Um, that would be cool. I would, yeah, I like that theory. I was really excited for that to potentially happen, and it mm-hmm. didn't. But like even with that, like um, Mary's character, mm-hmm. um, they kept the same actress when she was Mary and when she was a superhero, mm-hmm. um, and like that kind of also ruined the whole they change thing. The only thing with that, like she's she's not a kid. Even in the first one, she's not. She's that, over 18. She's technically true. an adult. She's about to go to college. So I think taking, like, yeah. the kids and making them an adult, but, like, technically I mean, she's Billy just... Billy Batson isn't... A, gets powers. 30, like, right. Zachary Levi. But right. also, he's about to be 18, and Mary's yeah. just started college. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's maybe 20. Like. Yeah. Which, honestly, I was wondering, because, like, obviously we know Zachary Levi's in this from the trailers and stuff, but when they were doing, like, interviews, and I saw um, the kid, Asher, um, Angel, whatever... Mm-hmm. He, Dude is low-key, like, pretty built. He's a big kid, and he looks older. So that's why I was like, he's not going to, like, wear the suit, is he? Like, is it going to show Shazam and then, like, say he turns 18? And he's, I was like, he's, he's not going to take Zachary Levi's face. Like, right. that can't happen. So I, I get that. Yeah, I, I think they kind of put themselves in a corner here. Um, they teased the same sequel twice now at the post-credits with literally the exact same post credit scene. Um <laughs> And so I don't, and with the changes at DC, I don't know that we are going to get a third Shazam. I could see, I could see it happening. Um, I hope it happens. I think, especially with, this, well, I think oh, we will. especially with the opening that we're getting and everything, I think there's a good opportunity for it, mm-hmm. but it's finding room to fit him in whatever plan that James Gunn and uh, Pierce Afrin have. Which most likely, if from the post credit scene, which one are you talking about? I'm talking two. about the second one. The second one. But okay. regardless, you got to keep in mind, this was made mm-hmm. years, two years ago. Right. It's only just now releasing. Like, right. this was supposed to be before Flash. So if you that look at true. it when it was, or it's supposed to be right after Flash, but now it's before Flash, and the Flash is then going to mm-hmm. change everything. So where exactly does it take place in the timeline? One would the assume only, before the Flash. The only hope I have for it is when do you think that second post credit scene was, was made? Uh, well, so here's the thing is. Because it's got the same people from Peacemaker. That go get him, yeah, and recruit him for Amanda Waller for the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not saying that was. Re- I mean, here's the thing: they literally could have reshot that little scene like right after Black Adam, and like how well the Justice Society did, and then just they, shoved it in there. They could have, but I don't. I don't think it would have been necessarily. But also, I don't know how long Peacemaker was in the running. Like how how long that's been planned? Because mm-hmm. that seemed like something that was kind of thrown together right after Suicide Squad did so well. Well, yeah, I mean but, that's a James Gunn thing, so I'm right. sure. So Peacemaker is going to continue. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that's just my. I have a little hope for it with that, and just the tie-ins that those characters have, and mm-hmm. like where they're continuing. Because like I'm pretty sure Peacemaker has a season two coming. Yeah. Um. 
So I'm I'm hoping. I don't think yeah, Shazam three, maybe not, but if there's like a Justice Society or something, sure. he's gonna be in it. I feel like he'll be a mm-hmm. pretty blatant like main character. Mm-hmm. I hope so. My my final too many point. There are too many cool shots. Um just a lot of just random shots of things happening. Yeah. And the the thing that in particular that made me think of this was the big climactic final moment of him absorbing all the power. I legit like this is this is mm-hmm. the climax. This big epic moment. He's about to make this big sacrifice. I legit zoned out and started thinking about all of the other things because it was just the same two or three shots over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Yeah. And I was like, huh, like this thing is happening. Like I saw this TikTok once. Like not related <laughs> at all. Just like completely out just, of it. Just yeah. Gone. My soul left my body and went somewhere Shoot. else. And then he like went and started flying. Like, oh, hey, things are happening now. But it was like, we have this cool, and don't get me wrong, it was a cool shot with the lightning yeah. bolt glowing and he was all like in shadow and everything. It looked mm-hmm. really cool, but I don't need that same two or three shots for five minutes straight yeah. with nothing happening. It felt like such a long battle, especially when they would just like, when they weren't even based off, they were just, and like, then they would go at it and then they would stop and same thing. They would just like stare at each other uh-huh. and they'd go through the fire again. It was same, same mm. thing. Yeah. I, yeah. A lot of the same, like, especially with Rachel Ziegler's character, like all of every time she used her abilities, like it seemed like they were using the same flying shot of the same city, like transforming. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't much, but uh, to be fair, I've, it's pretty low budget. It is. So and you know what? That would make sense. One, one of the things that I loved about this movie isn't mm-hmm. necessarily about the movie itself, but it's about the director, David F. Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming you know n- nothing. Not at all. Guy. Not a, um, nope. So his first like big movie. Well, he directed Shazam too. He did. He yeah. did. He also directed the first Shazam, yeah. which was his first like big budget movie. Really? Yes. Good for um, him. Yeah, he does. He's done a couple of horror movies and things like that, and you can definitely see some of those aspects in these first two Shazams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he knows how to work with the budget and he's really active on Instagram and on like YouTube. Like he just makes YouTube tutorials. Like here's how like I would shoot like a monster scene and just shows like how he would make a monster like in his, like in his home, just doing whatever. Oh, that's um, dope. Yeah. It's really cool. He, he goes by Pony Smasher is all of his like handles on nice. everything. He's a director of a DC movie. Honestly, one of the most successful DC movies and he just <laughs> yeah. casually just has his own YouTube channel. Doesn't really talk about it very much. Um, but like on Instagram, he's been posting like, yeah, like we're mixing today and like we're doing the sound design and today like we're putting in the score. Like he's like, a- he's very actively like Wait, that's shows so like the whole process of the filmmaking, like of this movie, which is really hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, shows some of the behind the scenes. He even had, he had a cameo in the movie of, he was running from a harpy and the harpy grabbed him and like took threw. him in the air. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was him. Nice. Um, I yeah. remember love that, David yeah. F. Sandberg. I think what he's doing with this is really, really cool. Um, cause he did his name for a hundred million dollars, which honestly is probably why he got the, got the job because he can work on a budget coming from horror, which is typically relatively mm-hmm. low and not having tons of experience. Um, he only had 25 million more for this one, which and for comparison is- Aquaman two, which Aquaman, as far as I'm aware, was less successful than the first Shazam. Yeah. Um, and if I had to guess, not as many people are excited for Aquaman 2, especially with Amber the whole Heard. Amber Heard yeah. thing. Um, Aquaman 2 was given a budget of $205 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, are, if I had to guess, these were announced about the same amount of time. For sure. Aquaman. Sure, that, that makes sense, but you also have to hope for like the same mm-hmm. return. Aquaman is also underwater, yeah. which means a lot more CGI. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess there are reasons for it, but like... Shazam seems to be getting a little bit of a, a flack from DC, not maybe not as much hope 
yeah. um, from Warner Brothers, but I so far it's looking like it's been working. That's why I don't get like uh, even for like a lot of people just knowing family and friends when I talk to people about Shazam because like again I'm a big fan of these movies. I love these movies. People like don't care. It's not Batman. It is mm-hmm. not Superman. It's not Wonder Woman. It's not your Justice League character. It's a potential side Justice Society character. Yeah. Like he's not a main. And honestly, I'm really worried that like Warner Brothers sees that and they're like, yeah, this is not going to take us anywhere. But dude, honestly, like they've got something here, especially with this cast. Like this was great. And also the little Wonder Woman cameo. Like I, that was I, so random. I loved, I freaking love because you know, they got so much hate in the first one for having headless Superman, you know? Uh huh. Okay. And then they made, they, they left uh wonder woman headless in the little uh-huh. dream which i was like that's hilarious and then at the end it like has her headless and then it zooms up i had I legitimately had zero expectations to actually see gal gadot yeah i did not and i was I like let's say, go i was so hype i thought that that was the most ridiculous thing ever yeah like <laughs> i mean it was it was there to give that exact response yeah. which is great but for me i was excited because i was like damn wonder woman has the greatest superhero theme of all time. And that friends is why you have good themes, yeah. which Shazam yeah. did not have. I couldn't yeah. tell you what Shazam's theme is because it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but then you have Wonder Woman's theme played. And I was like, even if it was just that, I would have been mm-hmm. very happy. Like that, that's what made me satisfied with that cameo. It was yeah. like, damn, that's a really good theme. Like, oh, the electric guitars, everything. Oh. I loved the little side note when he's like, when he like slips to the famous, like, yo, like, sorry, I didn't see you there. I didn't see you there. He like shoots you stop, shot with Wonder Woman. And then the dad's like, what is with our, our boys and <laughs> older women or whatever? Because when she's like, when it, um, Anthea's like, yeah, I'm like 6,000 years old. And then they kiss. It's, the mom's like, I, this is just seems wildly inappropriate now. And I'm just like, yeah, yep. like a little crazy. Just but, a little bit. Yeah. But no, I love the dude. It mm-hmm. was funny. Yeah. So, Graham, do you have final thoughts on Shazam, Fury of the Gods? Uh, such a good movie. Definitely go see it. Uh, yeah, I... I don't know. I'm never going to not be able to recommend this movie. This uh-huh. one, as well as the first one. See them both. Watch them both. I feel like a lot of people have not seen the first one because uh, they just don't think it's going to be what? good. But definitely go see it. A lot of fun. Really just funny movie. Go in with an open mind. I say, mm-hmm. if you look into it a lot, you could definitely get sidetracked. But just go enjoy it. It's a fun movie. In my defense for not seeing the first Shazam, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I th- I don't think I was really missing anything. I, I didn't I didn't watch it and like this guy. gain a new appreciation. I was like, okay, yeah, that's I I, I figured that was gonna be gonna be it. <laughs> anyway, I did enjoy Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Will I see it again? Probably not. But if, we're gonna go right after this, actually. But if if you're interested, then you should definitely go see it. Uh, but Graham, did you know that the daughters of Atlas are completely original characters created for this movie? Really. Yes. I had no idea. And next segment, we're going to talk about how these movies in general, this one specifically, kind of strays away from the source material and all the comics. Kind of a part two-ish to last week's uh, episode on The Last of Us and how to do a faithful adaptation. What are unfaithful adaptations that actually kind of work like and should we do them more, should we do them less? I don't know. Find out next, next segment. So if you know anything about us, if you listen to any episode of the show, you will know that 
at least for me, I'm obsessed with comic books. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with accuracy in my comic book movies. Mm-hmm. And when they're not, I get very, very upset. Yeah. Uh, so lucky for me, I'm not really a DC Comics person. Who is? I grew up with Marvel. <laughs> I'm a bunch of losers. Uh, Dang. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I grew up with Marvel, so if you want to talk about Marvel Comics, I can talk yeah. to you all day. DC, I didn't know much about, but... In, like in the Belmont movie, lots of press and things. I discovered that the daughters of Atlas, completely original characters, um, in terms of their the place use, in yeah, the okay. DC universe, in terms of mythology, they're all real. Yes, they are the real daughters of Atlas. Um, and even Shazam's name, all of them except for Solomon and technically Mercury are mm. Greek gods. I mean, Mercury is just the Roman version of the Greek god Hermes. So like. It just fits with the name, with the, like the name structure. So, like, I'll even give that a pass. Like, it makes sense for the movie for these characters to still exist, right. but in the comics, there's never been mentioned. They're never mentioned once. See, that's crazy. I, well, I mean, maybe they're mentioned, but they they this story they don't interact with the storyline. These right. character traits these are not mm-hmm. these are not comic accurate. Okay. Do you think that takes away anything? Like. As someone who knows nothing about the comics, like, does that take away from... Honestly, no. I would have never guessed. Especially when they, like, like had the tie-in with, like... I mean, obviously, like, Wonder Woman's, like, a cotton. Like, there have been, like, mm-hmm. notes and, like, tie-ins in previous movies. And, obviously, with comics that, like... Honestly, like, I kind of ran with it. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I never really have read the comics. Never read any Shazam comics. So I would have never guessed. I feel like a lot of people would have no, no idea. So, really, with this being, like, an original take, with those... With the daughters and mm-hmm. tying into Shazam, they did it really well. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked like really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like I probably wouldn't have noticed mm-hmm. if no one had said anything. It's Greek mythology. It all kind of makes sense. Right. Um, and I kind of liked how they were able to take original characters and fit them to the story that they were trying to tell. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I don't know, again, I don't know much about DC comics, but like having a characters who can take away Shazam's ability, that's a very big threat that makes yeah. things interesting um also having you know a love interest with a god who can betray you and all this stuff like that's yeah. interesting so we're able to create lots of interesting well, things yeah um but w- what if there were characters in the universe that they could play with for example in the post credit scene with mr mastermind i think is the caterpillar's name um <laughs> he's been there twice mm-hmm and he's prepping for something and he's telling Dr. Savannah or whatever to get ready. And then he comes back two years later and Savannah's like, yo, where you been? He's like, I've been getting things ready. So you got to get, you got to get ready. I'll be back again. Um, like, I don't know. Would, could they still have done a similar story with characters that already exist? Like there's this massive library. So, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of, I know the question I want to ask. I just don't know how to ask it. You have this massive library of characters. Right. Black Adam is one of them, for right. example. Um, and that doesn't seem like they're even building up to that slightly. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is the perk of having original characters versus tailoring stories towards the source material that everyone is in love with? Like, everyone fall, has fallen in love with. Shoot. <laughs> and you can use Marvel I mean, for I, example, or, like, something that you are more familiar with. But, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, while it did work for this movie, it worked great. Yeah. And honestly, this isn't anything new for DC either. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take Joker, mm-hmm. for example, yeah, that is the most—I don't want to say it's the most—it's one of the most successful DC movies out there. But yeah. it takes everything that the comics have established about Arthur Fleck and 
throws it out the trash, yeah. throws it on the trash, and does something completely different, and it works fantastic. Amazing. Right. Honestly, I think. I mean, one of my unpopular opinions is I do not like the Joker movie, and I think I would love it if they took out all of the Batman ties. But if you did that, it would just be Taxi Driver. So that's maybe why I would <laughs> like it, and that's why they didn't do that. But like. If you took out all of the DC aspects of it, I would have loved the Joker, but it was all of just the, we got to talk about Bruce Wayne and like, oh, we got to throw the Waynes in there. Oh, we're in Gotham City. Hey, guys, remember, we're in Gotham City. Yeah. Like, all just the random tie-ins to that. Like, it was almost a reverse. Right. I felt like it almost took away from the story. Mm-hmm. So are, is, is there a point where the source material can kind of like, can the source material ruin what uh, someone is trying to do creatively when making their movie? I think, yes, if it has anything to do with the main character. Okay. Because, like, say say they did that with Shazam. Say mm-hmm. he's not a foster kid. Say he doesn't have any family ties. Say he doesn't have some of the powers or he doesn't get his powers from the wizard. Say they, mm-hmm. mi- say they change all that to not Shazam. Like, it would be. It would be. They would use the character name. It would still tie into DC. Great. Could still mention, reference the Justice League and the Flash and his love for the heroes. Mm-hmm. But it, like, just wouldn't be Shazam, right? I think whenever it's... If you use your own original ties for a villain or for someone that's not, doesn't have as many um, expectations. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, I think it works fine. I think it's easy. Cause like, take, sure. yeah, for villains, for example, like in this fashion, this worked out great. Like we can both mm-hmm. agree. Like this was the daughters, all three worked well. It worked really well for the movie. It was great. The way it, all the tie-ins for like the love interest and for everything. Yeah, it was fantastic. I think when it's something like the Joker, a lot more people can be a little, in, in your opinion, they can have your take on it because it has something to do with the actual main character. It changed everything we knew mm-hmm. and just ran with something. And some people mm-hmm. are just like, not about that because a lot of people are like very, again, for you, like very, very, they like where it started. They want to keep that originality from the um, source material. They want mm-hmm. that. And if they don't get that, then it like throws them off of what they're comfortable with. Right. In a sense. But like I said, I think it does work well. I think it does not work well, excuse me, if it has anything to do with the main character. Sure. I think that's kind of the limit I would draw. That's where the line would do. If it, if you touch the story, if you touch like that character, mm-hmm. it's not going to go well for the movie, probably for fans. Like it's going to have a different reaction than anything that they probably would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That's what I would see. If you just don't touch the main character, you're fine. Yeah. I would agree. Like even imagine, and I was worried about this with the first Shazam. Mm-hmm. Like imagine they said, okay, DC is really dark. We, we love being dark and gritty. Imagine if, the first Shazam, they were like, okay, he's just going to, he, he's a foster kid. He gets all these powers. What would an actual kid do if they got these powers? Who was as like, not tormented, but like has all of this tra- like trauma, trauma. In, in the back of his mind. What would he actually do? Do you and, remember that one movie? I mean, um, I guess they did make that movie. Was it Brightburn? Uh, yes. That one? The yeah. evil Superman movie? Yeah. She was dark. That I never actually saw the movie, but... That was crazy. I didn't finish it. It was dark, <laughs> man. Like, it was like... That was that was uh-huh. tough. It was a dark movie. I liked it, though. For but yeah, like, song. I was expecting them to take a super dark turn with it, because mm-hmm. that's what the Snyderverse was. I mean, if there was anything more colorful than black, gray, or beige, then... <laughs> it I didn't show been, up. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It was then turned into black, gray, or beige. Um, <laughs> but... Imagine if they did that, like with Shazam, like it would be completely different. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think it it wouldn't have worked as well. Mm-mm. No, no, not at all. Because like this is, in my mind, how I've kind of seen these movies. It, it's like 
the Ant-Mans of like the DC kind of like it's more family friendly. It's going to have your comic relief. It's going to have your just jokes and humor. And like, that's what this movie, even with this one, I still feel like this had some darker notes in it than the first one. Uh, like dude, dude, homie just walked off a building. That was dark. That is, that was, that that was like dark. And he watched him fall and he was like, Oh my gosh. Like freaked out. I was like, dude, what the, there was a kid in my, like in the audience. I was like, is he dead? And like literally ask his like family. And I was oh, like, yeah, he's, man. that guy just like, that's a tough conversation. Dropped. Like wild. Yeah. So like, there were definitely some like dark notes in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I knew it was going to happen. I, I just lost happen. my train of thought, dude. It is gone. Dang. Everything I was talking about. Son right. of a gun. Uh, yeah. It'll come back on. to me. It'll come back okay. to me. If it yeah. comes back to you, say we'll something in. and we'll jump you. back in. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, so like, I don't know if, I think it's interesting with Shazam in particular because you kind of have you have Black Adam, mm-hmm. which is the antithesis of Shazam, right? In every way, and so I think it's interesting how they took this really goofy golden age of comics approach mm-hmm. when you have characters like Superman and Batman. Who I mean, Batman for until Michael Keaton in the eighties, everyone knew Batman as the goofy Adam West, boom pal, he's the detective. Not even no. detective. He was like his. Like he was making jokes, which to be honest, I would love to see a modern day like interpretation of like Adam West's Batman because those yeah. are that, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and at the time that was really source like that was accurate to the source material, and then Tim Burton did Tim Burton things and yeah. completely changed Batman um, and changed all of it, and that was kind of a, a sense of when we're seeing it all the time now of pop culture changing the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Man, for example, yeah. was not. Iron Man was a C-list character at best, right. and now he is a household the name. Start of the every, yeah. yeah, he he is the star of everything. The MCU, right? And that Started, was yeah. entirely because of the pop of pop culture, and we're seeing all sorts of like comics reflecting the things that are happening in the movies. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm curious if like for example we're gonna get a whole arc with the Daughters of Atlas now. Um, no, you don't think so in the comic no. books? Or I mean, for uh, here another, another example in, in comics? Yes, sure. Potentially. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Well, on another another example, Harley Quinn was created mm-hmm. for the Batman animated show. Right. And now Harley Quinn is a household name mm-hmm. and she's all over the comics. She's in everything. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. I think it's interesting how straying from the source material and doing your own thing and creating your own characters can completely change everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's always just going to come back to, I think ideally like with pop culture change, but also just like giving the fans what they want. It's really just mm-hmm. like fan service for most part because if people love a character, like I think the biggest example is that comes to mind at least for like a on screen thing is like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. dude. That's like the only Harley Quinn we're probably ever going to see for the longest time. I mean, of course we're getting like Lady Gaga's and the Joker, but that's like not tied in. But <laughs> that's the only one we're going to get, except for this one. Yeah, except for that one. But like in the animated, you see one. her in movies, you see her in shows, and the one in back. the other stuff. <laughs> I actually forgot about the animated show. No, you're right. You're right. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot, you're right. I mean, but it, from that's, yeah. but that's the thing. They're it's, all very distinct and different yes, versions of Harley Quinn. But she's played the Harley Quinn face in technically like I mean, like the old Suicide Squad, which is new Suicide Squad. Like it, it is, shifted, but it is in a sequel. And exactly, and it's she was so, in Birds of Prey, but people loved her. They kept her. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing is if if there is like they're not going to stick to like a source material. They'll keep the same face. They'll keep the same you know story mm-hmm. if it works. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, ideally, it's for, I think it's more fan service, which these days I kind of hate more or less than I wish I would just keep to. You say you hate fan service, but 10 minutes ago, you were just fangirling over Wonder Woman showing up for 
five minutes for no reason. No, there was a reason. She's only got te- <laughs> technically, technically, when you look at that, I was sitting there in the theater thinking when he was like, all the gods are dead. Like actually for those shown on screen or those that have any story in the DC so far. Yeah, like Wonder Woman's technically the only one that would have like been able to like spark that staff I mean, yeah. back and bring him back. So like it was Here, needed. It here's was my well. problem with with all of that. We're going back to Shazam. <laughs> the whole thing with DC and the reason that I'm not a big DC fan mm-hmm. is that everybody is a god. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell me that Superman isn't a god. Aquaman is a god. Like by definition, <laughs> all of them are just godlike and they fight other godlike beings. And there's like I don't know. Right. There's not as much. Tension. There's not as much reality to Tony Stark dealing with alcoholism or Captain America dealing with trying to maintain these perfect standards in a very imperfect world. Like, mm-hmm. there's lots of different. I don't. Know, I feel like that Marvel has, and again, comic books are different. But in terms of movies, like Marvel's done a better job at creating real characters as opposed yeah. to DC, where they're like, we have gods and they're going to smash buildings and it's going to be awesome. And if you're in the market for that, that's fantastic. Yeah. And there definitely isn't. They're fun to watch. But um, yeah, that was a random side tangent. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. But well, no, it just it makes like I, I just feel like yeah, DC has never had not like a human aspect, but like a mm-hmm. realistic aspect for the heroes. Because like mm-hmm. I think they're like, oh, if we give this, if this guy could fly then no one can relate. So he's just a God. We're just going to throw that title on there. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work well. Or you have one hero that hears of all these other gods. He's like, cool. Now I'm going to be a God. And then pretty much because of villain or something like mm-hmm. in a black Adam sense, you know, it's yeah. DC is just DC is DC. You can't, yeah, you can't hope for much and you can't be too disappointed because you've already been disappointed too many times in the past. So it's just can't Here's be disappointed. The, if you expect I can't disappointment. be disappointed anymore because they figured out what works and they just do the exact same thing every single time. And you yeah. know what? At this point, I'm cool with you it. You know what? Make your money. I want to see dragons and gods smash buildings and stuff. And so, like, it, I'm I mean, if it. DC, like, tweeted out, say they came out, they're like, hey, who wants to see, like, Superman, not Superman, fight a dragon and some great gods? I've been like, literally no one. But then we got this, and this was great. <laughs> like, honestly, this was great. Uh-huh. And so, like, here's the thing. If they're doing what they're doing and it works well, I'm okay with it. Because, like, mm-hmm. not going to lie, the Flash trailers, everything I'm seeing for the Flash, very excited for. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid excited for that movie. Like, hearing some people's reviews and who, who's seen what and who's done what. That seems good. This seems good. Like, here's something I wanted to talk about, though, that yeah. that'll be a little more relevant to, to our knowledge. Okay. Uh, because when we talk about DC, it just turns into we hate DC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll exhibit A the last five minutes. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, so... I think most people, if they were ranking MCU movies, somewhere in the vast majority of people's top five would be Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. And you may remember, yeah, I absolutely hated Civil War yeah. for years. Yeah, because you read comics. And the reason, yeah, for it was I read all 120-something like tie-in issues of the Civil War event. I knew all the things and I was so disappointed that like nothing was adapted from it other than superheroes are fighting each other and it's Team Cap versus Team Iron Man. And like there were all these cool moments I was excited to see on screen mm-hmm. and none of them came true. But yeah. when I finally just got over myself and I watched it with like a clear mind and just I'm going to watch this for what it is, I realized how freaking good that movie is and the brilliance of that 30 minute fight scene, the airport battle mm-hmm. with just all of the incredible storytelling through action yep. and all of just the epicness and 
how much that changed everything for the way that those big hero action sequences are filmed and are tackled from a story perspective. Like that movie is nearly perfect. Yeah. Other than the fact that Baron Zemo's whole like plan relied on a bunch of coincidences. Yeah. He just Um, got lucky for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) That movie was like freaking perfect, but the comics almost ruins. Mm -hmm. I mean, it did ruin my, Entire perce- perception yeah. of how that movie was for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I know that's a very niche thing, but like, I feel like in that particular in- instance, the source material almost ruins the actual product because if they tried to adapt the comics, it would not have worked. And I was yeah. really concerned about it. I really, I still really want them to do an entire phase, not not even a maybe a phase, even just a whole saga mm-hmm. of. Civil War or whatever, and then make each movie a tie-in to that one thing. Yeah. I think that's where they're going to start to do with Secret Wars and with yeah. the multiverse saga, but like, I really wanted them for. to do, you open with the Captain America movie, and then you have an Iron Man movie with his perspective on the events, and everything's slowly progressing forward to a final Civil War where mm-hmm. it's the big final battle. That's what I wanted, and I also just wanted more heroes, because with the small, I mean, they had everyone in that movie, yeah. and then some, with, Iron, with Spider-Man making his right. debut, and it that still wasn't a massive number. Like it, the comics would not have worked, but what they were able to adapt the ideas and the general philosophies behind why Mm -hmm. that was made and was going on in the comics. And they adapted it really well. Um, Here's why I bring this up. Okay. Secret Wars is coming up. Mm -hmm. Secret Wars, both events called Secret Wars are a lot bigger than Civil War. I mean, the first Secret Wars event was the first comic event period from any company and any capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, And then secret wars 20, whatever the second one was this massive finale to the, the fantastic four and to all of this stuff Mm -hmm. and all these different universes that were going on. And so in the lead up to secret wars, the movie, Mm -hmm. I'm constantly, I'm terrified because I'm like, how are they going to do this? Like fantastic four is coming out. Like, a year before that comes out, and then we have Kang Dynasty before that, and that seems like it's going to be a part one and a part two situations. Like, how does Kang fit into Secret Wars? Because Secret Wars has nothing to do with Kang. It's all about Doom. There's all these things that are coming through, and so the general talk and everything around Secret mm-hmm. Wars and all the rumors and things that are coming out, like, this is what's going to happen. Guys, the script isn't even written yet. No one knows what's <laughs> going to happen. Shut up. Um, that's a random tangent, but, like, do you think that comics are ruining, are going to ruin people's perceptions of things like Secret Wars? Whereas when you have an Endgame, that does not, Infinity War yeah. and Endgame do not exist in the comics. Right. Infinity War exists. There is an Infinity Saga, and I think there might be one called Infinity War, but it's not no one ever stories. thought it would be the same. Right. Endgame is a completely original title. So do you think we're going to enter a new territory with Marvel where we have this big event and everyone knows it's a big event and it's being marketed already as a big event. Do you think comics and the source material might ruin a lot of people's perception and some of the issues that people are having mm-hmm. with the current phase? This is a really long winded question. Some of the issues that people are having with the phases and, oh, they're not building up to anything. I think all of that is coming from this knowledge of the source material. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that people have, read these stories for years, they have a certain expectation of what they want to see. And like, unless someone tells them otherwise, like, Hey, this is not actually happening. We're going to go this route. Mm -hmm. They have no reason not to hope or believe that that's what they're going to get. 
Now, I mean, unfortunately, like, I think it just comes down to, you know, if you watch a movie, if you enjoy it, great. If not, great. But, like, if you're so dead set on, like, your expectations, like, mm-hmm. it's never going to hold up. I like, that, that's why I think. I, like, think it's a ge- I think that's mm-hmm. a good generality in right. general. Well, that's the thing. That is like, even sense. with, like, some of these DC movies, like, I feel like a lot of those, like, the people that are so knowledgeable in the comics and expect so much for Batman or expect so much like, oh, that was too dark. Batman's more like this. That was too happy. Batman's more like this. Flash isn't like that. Flash doesn't see those characters. They don't get together like that. Whatever it may be, like, it just, they already, they think they know not what's best, but they just, they know what they know because of the comics. And if they don't get to see that, then they have an issue. Mm -hmm. So I do think, I mean, I hope not. I really hope not. Like, I'm glad I honestly haven't read The Secret Wars. I know Uh the gist between the two versions. We all kind of assume they're going with the second Mm -hmm. uh, Secret Wars story. So I'm hoping that they do it justice, but also, like, I don't expect anything anything to that level necessarily. Because you got to think of it with, like, I I mean, you just, like... Well, even with small things, though, people are saying, oh, Spider-Man got the black suit in Secret Wars, so he's going to get the black suit in the movie, right? See that that's an easy give. Give them that. Easy. Sure. Say less, you know, but if it's one of those But if like, they don't, will you be disappointed? No. I won't care. Okay. I won't care cuz here's the thing. Give him a Venom suit. Like Venom's technically in the MCU, a little piece of him. Give well, him that's that. what the black suit is. It is a Venom. Well, suit. right, but like run run with a different storyline. Uh-huh. Like give, give him the black suit in another, you know. Technically in Civil War, he was supposed to get S- S- Scarlet Spider or like the Red or Iron Spider suit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in comic book Civil War, he didn't get we it. We were fine with that. He got the, the grand, that was amazing in Infinity War. The backpack hit him, he comes on him, nanotech. That was dope. I would, I loved that instead of seeing that come out in like sure, absolutely. You know, Civil War. So I, th- I think it's one of those where if it's like, if it comes down to like a suit, people are going to shake it off. I think it's more or less if you have like, I don't know. Again, I don't know too much with the Secret Wars. When, so I don't know what people When expect. the main antagonist is Kang instead of Doom, like things like right. that. That could cause a big, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Or you introduce Doom, but he's not the big bad. Doom's going to be there, but he's not the Doom from the comics. Mm-hmm. Like people can have a big issue with that. But again, it's just because they've read the comics, they expect to see one story mm-hmm. instead of another. So so here's another question okay. that might be a little iffy. Okay. Because um, obviously the answer is money. Right. But- do you think there's a moral issue within calling it Secret Wars? If it is, I mean, it's very loosely based on it. Civil War, for example, loosely based on the comics. All, all of the things. Winter Soldier, that's a comic run. Yeah. Very loosely based. All of these things, they're based on comics, but not really. They're stealing the title to intrigue comic book fans, and then they don't actually give them that. Is, Here's the is there an issue with that, do you think? Yes, but no. I feel like for what they're going to do, especially with Secret Wars, it's going to have the same ideas and ideals mm-hmm. for the villain, why they're doing it, and I'm assuming it's going to have the same ending. Mm-hmm. Giving us that those aspects of the story, I don't think it has any issues. Because you're sure. giving us that story in a different perspective, mm-hmm. truly. Yeah, whether it, it's going to have the same characters, whether we're going to get an army of Thors, who be, knows? Like, it's just... I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Armor I know because I was like, yeah, going yeah, through I'm, like, I'm like, how would that even work? Exactly. So that's <laughs> why I'm like, we probably won't get that. People are going to be fine with it. But mm-hmm. I feel like if the story still has the same idea, like here's the thing, I feel like it's going to have a few big ones. Like give us Battle World. Obviously, that's got to be like a must. You're going to have certain characters. Say Spider Man gets a black suit. You're going to have certain insights on it that tie it to the story. And I feel like give mm-hmm. it justice to use the name. 
I mean, technically, yeah, say if it was just a completely st- different story that was not Secret Wars whatsoever, like, yeah, yeah. that's crap. If you're going to use like, the name and use the title for hype, like, no. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. Marvel, I don't think Marvel's done that before. I don't think they would do that to mm-hmm. us, like, honestly. The, the, the one thing I'm more curious about how they're going to do, because I, I agree with you with all that, like, mm-hmm. and obviously they're doing it mostly to sell more tickets and get people excited yeah, about things. Because people are going to get excited for Secret Wars, and then they're going to go spend money to either buy the comics or they're going to buy a subscription Marvel Unlimited or mm-hmm. they're going to do all the different things to read the stories well, that's before thing. it comes How out. How many people have read 182, 28, whatever you said, issues? No, like, I mean, it's going to be a very small amount of uh, people. Yeah, like, a small margin of the people who are going to yeah, see the movie. and they're going to be their opening night. They're going to be super high for it. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they're also going to have to... Like, I mean, really, like at that point, they're more or less going to shoot for the audience that has never even heard of Secret Wars mm-hmm. catering wise than they are going to for the people yeah. who've read the comics just because it's a smaller audience. It's mm-hmm. smaller backlash, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, it, it, I think it opens the realm to creativity too because they're yeah. in a place where, I mean, Secret Wars is the heroes and everything in mm-hmm. Secret Wars is all about these two main Marvel universes colliding. Yeah. The MCU is one universe main universe and they kind of dabble in others but there aren't any main characters in any of these other places and so is that how you introduce different variants of things and then those variants just become new characters or are we going to get movies where all of a sudden there is another eight earth 816 or whatever is is that going to come through and i think that offers feige and all the heads Mm -hmm. at marvel i think that gives them a really cool creative opportunity to say, how do we adapt? How do we use what we have? Yeah. How we set up to adapt to this new thing? And I think, yes, it's going to be different, but I think that kind of opens more creativity. It's a good launch pad to take. Yeah. Here's this story that everyone loves and we're going to adapt it as best we can. Obviously it can't be perfect just because of what we have and what, I mean, Secret Wars had almost a hundred years right. of comics to go off of. And so like, thousands and thousands of issues. So like, it's easy to do that, but yeah. we only have, I mean, it is a lot, but there's only 30, 40 projects for Marvel to work with. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, I always say, I, I think that the best creativity comes from limitation. And I think giving yourself limitation of we're going to adapt this story. Mm-hmm. And we also have these characters and these arcs. Yeah. How do we, how do we combine the two? And I think that can right. create some really cool things like Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I see like the biggest thing too, like, coming kind of around a secret war. It's like one thing I could see them doing is you're right. If they're limited to the stories that they have now on screen, mm-hmm. then we're sticking with the universe we're in. So they might spin this whole story. It's like, everything's been going on. It's been created. Doom might not even be from this universe. We could just see the perspective of these I heroes. We don't see doom at all. Just doom is a really great character. Do not, do, him do dirty. not confine don't him, do him dirty. to one quick. Yeah. Just, just don't just leave him alone. Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Graham, do you have any final thoughts on Shazam and... We were talking about Shazam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. Of again. course, only only we could take a DC movie and turn it into a Marvel conversation. Like we do every week. Um, no, <laughs> but yeah, no. any final thoughts I on say, all of this? A great movie. Uh, whether you stick to the source content or not, I say take a chance, honestly, mm-hmm. especially when it works in a sense like this. If you, may, if you mess with the main storyline, people are going to be upset. It's probably not going to do as well. That's why I see it as, but uh, no, I think Shazam did great, especially with the creation of the characters. No, the, the daughters were awesome, honestly Mm -hmm. for the three. Um, And yeah, it was really funny. It was great. Good movie. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm honestly, I can say this like confidently, like I'm actually kind of excited for the future of DC as a movie forward. Like from this point on, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the movies coming out. Okay. Well, I can tell you that I thought Shazam was not a great movie, but it was a fine movie. Um, (laughs) 
it was a perfectly fine movie. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I like whenever some things it's, it's weird. It's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. Like there's no specific rule, but mm-hmm. like some things stick to the source material, like with the last of us, that's Absolutely. a perfect story. Absolutely. Don't mess with it. But when it's something like that is as convoluted as comic books, sometimes like, yes, I want you to do everything that I love and remember from this amazing story, but also that's not always possible in a film medium. And so like, if you can do something different and if you can make it better, why not? Like, why not go ahead, give it a try. Just don't fail. Otherwise you're going to have a lot of angry nerds and no one likes that. <laughs> no one, no one likes <laughs> that. You've been listening to the popcorn hangover. My name is Alex Asgram. We've been discussing Shazam fury of the gods. What listen, let us know all of your thoughts on Shazam fury of the gods on all the things, Instagram, TikTok, patreon.com slash the popcorn hangover. Your tease for next week. Um, if you're a dog lover or just anti-animal cruelty in general, I think you're going to be really on board with next week's film. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for you. Peace.